On this week's episode of the Native Immigrants Podcast, we discuss International Podcast Day and make two very special announcements. Keep listening to find out more. Salutations and welcome to another edition of the Native Immigrants Podcast. I'm your host, Swami Barakas, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jojo underscore B. What's going on, Jojo B? Hi. Yet again, you don't say anything to me. You're right. <laughs> you know, I'm fine, thanks, Jojo B. Actually, no, I'm not fine. Why? Because it's happened. What's happened? Winter is here. It's not winter. It's cold you people and don't it's know winter. your seasons. You nope. don't understand. It's it cold. Goes- Spring, it's cold, summer, cold, autumn, cold, winter. Cold. You know how you cold know it is? Is this Asians who don't know their seasons? A, so you just don't know. Why it. are you being racist for? Because it's true. You're racist against it's my not, people. It's not racist. It's true. You've discriminated people, against people my people. Go, oh, it's October. It's winter. It's not. It's not. It's autumn. You've lived here long enough. Learn the fucking seasons. You've just generalized our community, which is exactly what we complain about every week on this show. Discriminatory against my people. No, I'm educating. I'm not discriminating. I'm educating the ignorant. Well, um, I re- apologize for Judge B's racial remarks there. No, against... don't. <laughs> don't apologize. <laughs> this is how I feel. Don't apologize on my behalf. If I want to apologize, I will, but I don't want to. Look at this. Judge B has started off. I love autumn and all you people who suck the fun out of autumn because you complain about the fact that the sun's not shining and it does shine in, in autumn. It's a bit cooler and you can wear nicer clothes. And so fuck off. To be fair, <laughs> like I've always um, championed the summer and um, poured scorn on the winter. You know, I've never been a winter boy. And so anything that goes under 25 degrees is cold for me. And you know this having been married to me. But I grew up in Newcastle, so 25 degrees is like a heat wave. Mostly our summer is like 18, 19. Yeah. So get over it. God's sake. Either way, it's cold for me. Jojo B, obviously this is like, you know, core standard temperature. Um, I have currently got on my Darth Vader slippers. That's how cold <laughs> it is. You know, I pull these out basically once a year. Normally in November, maybe stroke early December. But it's actually got so cold... It's really not that cold outside. In the mornings, because you get up past like 12 o'clock midday. I go to work. Kind, what are you on about? you live this next level no, diva don't. lifestyle. I go to work. I'm working from home. I get up at half eight and I'm... Yeah, working from home. So you literally like, you can slide into your gym jams, into the the warmth of our flat. Well, I, I don't have heating to on, commute, you know, with the rest no, of the UK population. No, you go in your car and you put the heating on in your car. You don't yeah, know what real commuting is. Like, it takes do, a good five, I ten minutes. Do you though? Yeah. You've been like working from home like for a lot recently. Well, that's just the perks of having my job, isn't it? Well, it's all right for you with your elite managerial status. Hardly, but yeah. But uh, unfortunately, for yours truly, it's the end of a long road. I have been made redundant. Yeah, it's that time of the year where companies are making cutbacks. So I will be uh, joining the rest of the, uh, well, declining population, thankfully, of unemployed people in the UK. 
But yeah, I'm going to you know, think about what to do now, the next stage of my life. You know, potentially a career change, potentially something else. Exciting times. That's what you have to see it as. I do. But obviously, it's the worst time of the year. You know, it's getting close to Christmas. And obviously, you with your you know, lavish demands for gifts. As if. You know, I'll have to get you like a, an oven mitt. It's weird this because this time, literally this time last year, I was made redundant. Yeah, it was exactly a year ago today. So it's crazy. Yeah. Well, it's like I said, that time of the year, you know, um, companies aren't doing sometimes as well as they want. So they decide to get rid of the most talented people in their organizations. I know. Namely Short, you and me. Short-sighted thinking. Short-sighted thinking. Well, I'll be on the lookout for some work. But I might take a little bit of a break. You know, you never know. Just kind of go into studios, start recording some amazing material. Be a kept man. Be a kept man, indeed. But yeah, if there's any opportunities and anyone wants to offer me a job, I'll be open <laughs> to all options. Um, but anyway, on to more uh, pressing topics. What's uh -huh. been happening this week? Well, this week, Jojo B, mm -hmm. was a big, big day for the two of us. Was it? Yeah, it's up there with our wedding day, the day I asked you out, the day we bought our own property. Uh-huh. It was International Podcast Day. Oh my God, our very first one. Our very first one. Happy International Podcast Day. Happy International Podcast Day, belatedly. Belatedly, yes. Um, this was a day that was, I guess, to champion podcasts, you know, and to really celebrate what podcasts have given to this world, which is uh, an added layer of amazing entertainment. A lot of chat. A lot of talk and a lot of chat, you know. Yeah. It's, it's something that now... People can do anytime, any place, commutes, gyms, working, cooking. Washing the dishes. Washing the dishes is one of my favorite pastimes to listen to podcasts on. Yep. You know, so I listen to a varied range of different podcasts. It's always the same one when you wash the dishes, though. Yeah, everyone's got a specific podcast <laughs> for a specific purpose. You yeah. know, like I listen to wrestling podcasts when I'm washing the dishes because uh -huh. that gives me the energy and the drive, the motivation to clean the shit off these plates. Uh, but I, I was speaking to my brother the other day. He listens to our podcast while he's in the gym. He uses really? that. <laughs> he uses it as a, a fuel to drive him into getting more gains. Is it so he can pretend like he's running away from us? Maybe he just misses our voices. Aww. and um, We're always here, Ashish. Yeah, if you always. want us, just give, we're one call away, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, International Podcast Day, I think it was a great way to celebrate podcasts. Um, and we want to thank We Are Unedited, who uh, yes, put do. up a few social media posts about some of the best podcasts of people of colour. And they included us amongst them, you know, along with things like Three Shots of Tequila, the Receipts podcast, Half Cast podcast, Black Magic. All these big ones. <laughs> yeah, all these amazing ones that we aspire to. And they included us amongst them. So you know what, Jojo B? I'm very, very honoured. And you're welcome, Jojo B. What? Because obviously like, I've made us what we are today. and I've enabled us to be, you know, talked about amongst those circles. This is a two-man show, thank you very much. One man, one woman. Stop being so sexist Two and racist. show. Sexism and racism <laughs> in the space of the last six or seven minutes. Look, what would what would our listeners uh, think? You know, it's two things that we stand against, and now you're just like a two-person show. Yes, it's a duet as such. It's a collaboration. But yeah, a happy International Podcast Day to all the other podcasts that are around. You know, you all inspire us. You know, and you know, hopefully now 
more and more people get into podcasting and we get a chance to hear you know other people's stories other people's experiences that's the reason we got into it in the first place yep absolutely to share our experiences share our story and just give our thoughts on some crazy topics of agenda you know so <laughs> you know and we just we encourage you all to do the same you've got a voice showcase it get on a platform make it happen uh, but I want to big up another podcast that is also a British Asian podcast. Oh, yeah. And that is Desi Outsiders. Big up Desi Outsider girls. Yeah, I want to shout both of them out, Ankita and Minul. Um, I actually got a chance to meet Minul recently. Yes, uh, did. We decided to get together and, you know, put our podcasting heads together and just discuss, you know, the podcasting world as a whole, you know, our different experiences and how we got into it in the first place and what we should do going forward, you know. And I think this is what it's all about. It's about encouraging and supporting other podcasts. Collaboration. Yeah. You know, we cover a very niche topic and that is basically the Asian communities within the UK. Yeah. And it's something they do and they look at it from very different aspects and look at it from more of a feminist angle. And uh, most of their listenership is actually India. So what they're doing is showing India what's happening here in the UK okay. and educating to them to, you know, what, you know, the, the culture as well as the politics, as well as the social affairs that go with it. And we're not in competition with anyone. There's this whole like innate kind of thing within us Asians that we want to be, compete mm. with somebody. And we're like, no, we can't share anything. We can't share our ideas. We can't yeah. do this because they might steal our ideas. They might do better than us. No, we just want to try and work together, you know, with, they see outsiders and whoever else might come along in the future as well. We want to kind of collaborate and, and learn from each other. You know, the term we progress together, I think is a very important phrase because, you know, we're such a we're still such a small community in the UK. We're massive in terms of population, but our status within pop culture and culture as a whole is still quite minuscule. And unless we all work together to actually progress, we're always going to remain stagnant, you know, uh, yeah. from, from film, TV, arts, literary world, music, music, um, and podcast comes under the same bracket, you know. So let's work together. That's the only way we're going to move forward. Let's support each other. Indeed, let's support each other. So big up Desi Outsiders. Check out their podcast uh, and check out British Asian podcast by my brother Satman as well. And I think Terry Mardi's come out with a new podcast as well. So make sure you go support his too. Absolutely. Um, so also, a couple of things we forgot to mention on our last show uh, was actually feedback that we got from the previous show oh, okay. um, when we were talking about uh, Asma Khan and Darjeeling Express. Oh, yeah. You know, um, we, we mentioned them. We forgot to mention the fact that they actually got back to us and said, thank you. So glad you enjoyed your visit to our place. So thrilled about Chef's Table in an increasingly anti-immigrant world. It's so good that the first British chef is an immigrant to the UK. Hope it also encourages more women to think about cooking in restaurant kitchens. Amazing. It's awesome. You know, thank you so much for getting back to us. Well, they're an awesome establishment. They are an amazing establishment, amazing restaurant, which we spoke about previously on that show. Um, so go down, check out the food and support, you know, because they support us. So we will do the same. Talking of support, mm -hmm. I want to say, or we want to say, a big thank you mm -hmm. to the lovely Adidapadan. Big up. And the legendary Tom Robinson. Big up the legend Tom well, Robinson. Yep, they fulfilled our request from our last show to let us know that they were listening. Yes, indeed. We did ask everyone, if you're listening into a podcast, tell people that you're doing so. So get onto your social media and just say, I'm listening to Native Immigrants Podcast. And that's exactly what they did. Yes, they did. So we're encouraging all of you to do the same for this week's show. Because if legends like Tom can listen in and say these things, then 
you've got no excuse. Exactly. If he's got time, you've got time. You've got time indeed. Big up Mr. Tom Robinson and big up the brother Adadapadan. Without fail gives us feedback for every single show. I've, I've literally shouted him out more times than I probably said I love you on the show. <laughs> it's very true. You know, so big up Adadapadan. Much love to you. Um, so in the news this past week, we spoke back in June about a gentleman by the name of Charampreet Singh Lal. He was a 22-year-old from Leicester. Who he? He is the first cold-screamed guard soldier to wear a turban during the Trooping the Colour. Oh, that dude. Parade. Uh, yes, indeed. It was indeed a massive, massive look. It was history basically being made. And I think it was a, an amazing, not just for, you know, the Sikh community, but British Asian community as a whole, to have someone of that level get to where he's at and still being able to represent his roots and his culture by wearing a turban compared to all the, the bearskin hats that you normally see during the yep. Troop in the Colour Parade. Um, but unfortunately, he hasn't covered himself in too much glory recently. Yes. He uh, has done something, something very stupid recently, hasn't he? Yes, he has. Um, he's actually understood to have tested positive for cocaine. What a twat. Um, he apparently registered high levels of the Class A drug during a random test at Victoria Barracks in Windsor. He was one of three soldiers who failed the test. Uh, the Ministry of Defence said those caught taking drugs could be discharged from the army. Now, this was a big piece of news that came out. A lot of divided opinion as well from our yes. community. Um, what are your immediate thoughts on it, Jojo B? So my immediate thought is, he's a soldier, he's a dickhead for taking drugs, he shouldn't. He knows he shouldn't have done it, mm. right? Fair enough, he got called out on that, then that's fine. If he gets punished for it, then fine, because he knew the consequences before he went and had a massive kind of line of coke. Yeah. But the coverage of it was very interesting, mm. because given that there was two other people involved, those two other people didn't really get mentioned yeah. in the big headlines. It was, Sikh soldier has yeah. been caught doing cocaine. And so it kind of focused on the fact that he was Sikh. It focused on his religion and his background yeah. more than anything else. Whereas the other two guys didn't really get a mention. I'm presuming they were white. Yeah, I'm presuming that's the case. Um, we don't want to get away from the fact that this was uh, an incredibly stupid move. Yeah, if you're uh, going to do something like that, you get sacked and you have to deal with the consequences. That's yeah. fine. That's that's the thing. I think the problem that I had a little bit with some of the reaction from it was m mostly on the fact that the other two guys weren't named. And, you know, everyone pushed on the fact that he was a Sikh guy and it was a Sikh guardsman. Um, but on the flip side of it, this is exactly what they were saying when it first came out that he was going to be on Troop in the Colour wearing a turban was the fact that he was Sikh. And they really pushed the fact that he was Sikh. To, to really, yeah. to really, you know, to represent him properly yeah. within the media. And, you know, because he would say Asian guy wears turban and stuff. No, they really, you know, they championed the fact that he was a Sikh person, representing the Sikh community, um, which was great, you know. Yeah. So it's not ne not necessarily wrong for them to highlight that because they're reflecting on something that they just pushed only a little while ago extremely positively. Yeah. Obviously, the negative aspects of this whole situation means that that term Sikh you know, becomes highlighted that much more. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. I think that you can't just take the positives, you know, the positive coverage of like, yeah, Sikh's doing something. Look how amazing this is. And then not want to accept the fact that it's highlighted when that same said Sikh, yeah. who was leading the way and supposed to be, 
you know, represent whether he wanted to or not, he was representing his whole community mm. by doing being the first person to do that. He's now kind of, you know, let the whole community down. Yeah, I think that's and that's he's a, a, a bad example of somebody who's got into a position that a rare position, yeah, and has fucked up. Yeah, and plus, newspapers like the Mail and anyone that covers right wing politics is always going to look for an excuse to exploit the fact that Asians fucked up in any way, or any ethnics fucked up in any way in society. So they grudgingly had to push the fact that obviously, look, a Sikh soldier is wearing a turban during Troop in the Colour. But now they're really going to emphasize the fact, look, a Sikh guy took cocaine. So why pander to their vitriol? You know, they're, they're looking for an excuse. Yeah, I mean, the only way to make it fair, really, was to just name the other guys a bit more prominently. Absolutely. And, you know, and mention the fact that that they did it as well. Yeah, exactly, you know. But otherwise, yeah. like, fair enough. There was a big hoo-ha made about him when he first joined. This same guy has now messed up in a massive way. Mm. And so they're going to go back and say, well, you know, remember this guy that we made a hoo-ha about? He's an idiot. Yeah. And that's all they've done. Yeah, no, And exactly. I, there's no kind of like, I'm sorry, you can't hide behind, oh, but it's really unfair because he's Asian. He shouldn't have taken cocaine when he knows he's not supposed to and he's going to get tested. Yeah, especially when some, such an important, prominent position, you know, being a guardsman, you know, in such a high profile role. It was wrong. And unfortunately, sometimes you pay the consequences for it. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, tabloids are tabloids and they're always going to exploit that, unfortunately. Um, and they've done that again. That's never going to change. But don't allow yourselves to be put in that position in the first place. Yeah, the moral of the story, don't do drugs if you're going to get randomly drug tested at work. Exactly, Jojo B. Um, what? <laughs> right, so what else is happening? Well, The Apprentice is back on. Yes, it is. You know, so we normally watch The Apprentice, I guess. We, we kind of go one series on, one series off. Yeah, because, I mean, you don't really miss much, do you? No. Every series is the same. Yeah, pretty much. No, I don't, I don't necessarily it, agree it with that. It all pans out the same, and it's always just really irritating, full of irritating dickheads. And it, it, I'm swearing a lot today. Yeah, you're a foul mouth, racist, sexist. Oh, get. Yeah, I can't help it. There's a lot of things that are making me angry. But yeah, The Apprentice makes me angry. Okay. Last, we watched the last one. Tell us how you really feel. Well, the thing <laughs> is, the reason we watch it more and more now, and the reason I enjoy it more and more now is because it feels like the contestants are getting more and more idiotic every year. It's like, you know, the, the same way as reality TV is. I remember the first couple of series of Big Brother, where you had like a great range of different people. You had some intellectuals, you know, as well as guys that were slightly less clever. Um, and just people from all different walks of life congregating in one place. And you saw how they interacted with each other. Uh-huh. And like over the years, I think Big Brother's being axed now, but the people are just like the lowest dredge of society um, thrown together. And because it makes for easy TV and also, entertainment. I mean, we have 64 million people in this country. We have a finite amount of people mm. that we can, and, you know, a big chunk of those are really old mm. and a big chunk are really young. Yeah. So you've got this, you know, this percentage, this proportion that you can choose from. Right. You know, that pool gets smaller and smaller every year because you've already used some of them. It does. It does. But every every season that I see now of Apprentice, they're looking for characters rather than candidates. So you've got guys down there that are blatantly going to cause some problems and cause some friction. Some people that really shouldn't be there, but are there purely based on entertainment value. And then you've got maybe one or two real viable actual candidates that could potentially, 
you know, take Alan Sugar's money and, and really prosper with it. But for, it feels like it's more of a, you know, a circus. And I think it's pushing it to say that they're real characters, to be honest, because a lot of them are like personality-less people mm. that are just, they either kind of look half pretty yeah, or they just say moronic things. Yes. You know, like they don't have, they don't have personality. They're just thick. And that's just really, that's why I don't want to watch it. I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> oh, dear. Like, it's just, I just, I don't need to be around that. I don't need to have that in my life. Yeah, we well, probably will watch it because you exactly will it, want yeah. to report back on it because there's Asians in it again this time. There are Asians this time round. They're going to embarrass us, probably. Maybe, but like I said, look, you're pushing the Asians on Great British Bake Off every week, but when it comes to Apprentice, because they're talented. Well, we don't know that yet. Well, you no, know, Rahul's amazing. Rahul is amazing, and and Ruby's pretty really. Very good as well. Yeah, Ruby's really decent. Anthony's already gone, you know. Well, he wasn't good enough, was he? So he's gone now. Okay, well, survival of the fittest, only the strong survive. Yeah. Hopefully the same case with The Apprentice, uh, where there'll be three people from a South Asian background being represented. Uh, the first is a guy called Daniel Elahi, who's 28, and he's uh, an owner of a lifestyle brand from London. Uh, the second is Jasmine Kundra, who's 34, and she's a learning and development manager from the West Midlands. And lastly, Kurun Puni, who's 34, who's a graduate from London, a law graduate. I sound like an ep- like Les Dennis on an episode of like Family Fortunes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so there's you know three people you can potentially get behind and you know support. We don't support people based on their ethnicity, but really. We want to see our people succeed. We do, but we also don't want to be embarrassed by them. So please, please. Don't embarrass don't us. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it to us. Why are you doing this to us? You know, if you're going to do it, do it for the culture. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> Talking about the culture, we watched Crazy Rich Asians in the cinema as well. Yeah, we did. I made you go and watch it. Yeah, I kind of grudgingly went because, you know, normally the kind of films that I want to see would be like, you know, The Rock standing with like two massive Kalashnikovs shooting the shit out of 50 terrorists that are running in his direction. Which is usually the kind of film that we do go and see. We usually go for the blockbuster. Yeah. Because I'm happy to watch those kind of mindless films as well. Well, You know, there's a certain je ne sais quoi about those films, you know, the art direction and the, you know, the gravitas of production. But this time I won. You did win. And I will say that I actually enjoyed this film. Yeah, it takes a while to warm up to it, I think. Yeah, I can't lie. The first half of the film, I was borderline going to walk out of it. I normally give films a chance. I'm like, Do you know what? If it starts really shit, I'm still going to give it an opportunity to blossom. It could potentially turn out to be something amazing. And after the first, I'd say, hour, I was like, right, I think I'm actually done here. Um, because there was nothing happening. There was... It wasn't funny. There wasn't really any drama to it. There wasn't even really any romance to it. It was just a film plodding along. We're just setting the scene. The nowadays, you can't wait that long. It's not like a six-part like drama series and shit. You've got like two hours to get the shit right. Yeah, true. So they plodded along for a good hour before I actually had any viable interest in any of the main characters. And in the second half of the film, it sort of won me over slightly. But I will say... That this film is basically a Bollywood film. It's K3G. 
it is K3G. It's the first half of K3G. It's where K3G should have ended. Yeah, yeah. That's where it ends, at the same point. Yeah. K3G second half, no. Yeah, K3G second half kind of like, you know, just tailed off into craziness. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like I said, K3G is the most Bollywood of Bollywood films. Yes, it is. But it really came across to me that the Chinese culture and the Indian culture is actually so crazily similar like i always knew about the similarities in terms of you know families and and money and you know cultures and traditions some of them can be very similar but there's also a vast difference between the two of them but this really brought that even closer together we're all asians we're neighbors isn't it it dawned on me how close we actually are yeah you know because obviously that you know there's family values are very very important to both our communities and you know we love money uh, it's the same as the Chinese culture. Um, yeah, they tend to, the successful Chinese tend to make a lot more than the Indians. You, well, you'd be surprised. Some of the biggest billionaires in the world are actually Indian and their kids are all spoiled little shites. Yeah, that's true. So really, in essence, they could have had like, you know, Varun Dhawan in the main character and <laughs> Alia Bhatt playing uh, his uh, girlfriend. Um, and it would have been basically another Indian film in that aspect. They probably will rip it off again at some point, the Indians. Yeah. They love doing that. It would almost be a rip-off of a Bollywood film that they've ripped off a Chinese film of a rip-off of a Bollywood film. <laughs> um, but it was, yeah, it was actually a, a quite, it was a pleasant film. Um, there's been a lot of uproar in terms of some of the uh, actors that they've um, cast as roles for Chinese actors and were they're actually you know, Filipino, one of them, and, you know, these really? kind of things. Yeah, it's, it's so that's what I mean, how crazily similar we are, because they have, there's these aspects where if you play, if you see an Indian playing an Arabic character, all of a sudden there's an outcry between that community. Or if there's a, a Muslim actor yeah. playing a prominent Indian politician, there's an outcry within that community. So... But this was made, it wasn't made by a bunch of white people. Mm. You know, the director was of Chinese background himself. Right. So... It's not like, I mean, like these decisions have been made within by Asian people, shall we say, yeah. rather than by a bunch of white people who are ignorant because we all look the same. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's, that, it has that going for it at least. Yeah, no, like the, the Joy Luck Club was the last time you saw a predominantly Asian cast in a big Hollywood film. And that was almost like 30 years ago, I think it was. So Is it that old? Yeah, I think it was early 90s or late 80s it came out. Wow. So imagine a second that long for a film to actually come out. And it's got so much backing and people have actually gone out to see it. And they've gone out in droves to go see it, you know, almost akin to how the way Black Panther was. I think a lot of the Far Eastern communities have gone out to support this film. It's um, good. And they should, you know, because it is actually a good film. It is a very good film. And it has my girl crush Gemma Chan in it. Gemma Chan is in it. Um, I love her. It's just really great to see Asians in film. You yes, know, in on cinema. the big screen yeah. as a mainstream release. Yeah, exactly. Not just like an indie cinema thing and then only like five people go and see it. Yeah, two of those people are like making out in the back. One of them is like a pervert sat by himself at the front. <laughs> uh, and the other two is me and Jojo V. <laughs> Um, right uh, I'll lastly say if you haven't had a chance yet please do go check out the Michael Jackson on the wall exhibition at the National Portrait Gallery um, I've been wanting to see this for the last three months and I finally got tickets to finally go this past week and it is absolutely awesome because as any child of the 80s like me to idolize and love Michael Jackson was like a second nature and, you know, I still love his music. I still love the guy. He, he passed away in 2009. He still 
earning more money than current artists are doing yearly from royalties, etc., from his music because his music is some of the greatest songs I've ever heard in my life. And this exhibition is awesome. You've got so many different artists that have given their visual and artistic representation of MJ himself, you know, so guys like David LaChapelle, um, you had works from Andy Warhol in there. Some of the most amazing artists in the world um, all, you know, came together for the love, respect and fascination of MJ. And it's definitely worth going to check out if you're a fan of MJ and a fan of his music. How long does it run for? I think it runs until the 21st of October. So you've still got about three weeks left. Oh, okay. Um, till, it, till it finishes. And I highly recommend it because it is hugely, hugely worth it. Very nice. And lastly, a sad, sad thing happened also this week. Again, children of the 80s can immediately relate. If you're a fan of the show Rainbow, unfortunately, Jeffrey passed away this past week, which is extremely sad bit of news. Any child from that era would have watched Rainbow obsessively. I know I did. And Jeffrey was almost like a, a second teacher uh, to me. You know, aside of stuff that was happening in school and things happening in my house, we used to use TV as a means of learning, you know, unlike what kids are doing nowadays. You know, because our parents used to shove us in front of the TV and go, shut up and watch this. Yeah, the only way we get us to eat food, to be honest, was watching programs like Look and Read and You and Me and Rainbow, Puddle Lane and all these shows, you know. Amazing shows. Awesome television. And Jeffrey was such a a key element of that, you know, along with uh, George, Zippy and Bungle. Um, And then Rod, Jane and Freddie as well, occasionally sometimes (laughs) pop in, you know, to do a little dance number on the show. Uh, Rainbow is such an amazing program and it's it's one of those shows that's again crossed pop culture you know I remember with university people were still watching Rainbow and like used to see Jeffrey out on like the uni circuit as well like kind of because he <laughs> just became this icon of like 80s TV him people like you know Timmy Mallet and uh, you know uh, those kind of guys and stuff so he was such a, an amazing character on one of the best children's shows of all time and unfortunately, he passed away this week at the age of 76. And I guess, you know, part of my childhood, unfortunately, went with him. Part of my childhood as well. Yeah. So rest in peace, Jeffrey. Uh, thank you for the memories. And we will continue to paint the whole world with a rainbow. Yes, we will. Right. Well, that's enough of the first half of this week's episode of the Native Immigrants Podcast. When we're back on the other side. We're going to have a couple of special announcements to make. Stay tuned. See you on the other side, people. Welcome back to the second half of the Native Immigrants Podcast. I'm Swami Barakas. And I'm Jojo B. First of all, Jojo B, you've got a couple of things that we forgot to mention in the first half of the show. Yes. So alongside everything else that we've mentioned happening this month. Which is quite a lot. Yeah. October is a busy month. Mm. Um, It's also the start of Black History Month. Yes, indeed. So get down to any kind of community events that are happening. um, Find out what's going on in your local area. Learn more. Expand your mind. Yes. Understand your history. Yep, absolutely support. Yep. And um, secondly, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Okay. Yeah. So again, Massive cause. go educate yourselves. Ladies, check your boobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, encourage your... Other halves to check them for you. Yeah. yeah. You know, boys, get involved. Have a feel. 
Um, and also if you have a regular appointment or if something comes through the post saying that you need to go and get checked, then go and get checked, whether that's your boobs or whether that's, you know, a smear test, whatever, go and get checked. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a, a massive thing to highlight within, especially within our communities as well. You know, Yeah, there's a lot of embarrassment and there shouldn't be. Yeah. These are routine checks that need to be done. Um, there's nothing embarrassing about your boobs. No, absolutely not. There's nothing embarrassing about your vagina. No. Nope. They, they both need to be healthy. Yes. you know and you need to get them checked yeah so go and get checked yeah and it's not one of those cases where oh that that'll come to me later on in life you know unfortunately now the sad case is that you know young people from very young age all the way up until very old yeah. are all unfortunately getting diagnosed with cancer if you're not sure how to self-examine there's things on on youtube and there's lots yeah. of um you know charity postings showing you how to check your boobs yes because you won't get called in by the doctor um for a breast exam until you're over 50 yeah so um if you're under 50 and you still want to check and you should be checking then um go online and find out how you do it and make sure you do it regularly yeah yeah because the sooner you pick it up the sooner it can be dealt with yeah and get treated a lot quicker as well yeah um so don't put off anything that can be done today because it might affect the rest of your life Absolutely. Um, Right. Okay. So we did say we've got a couple of special announcements. Yes, we do. Uh, It's been a long time since we've made any special announcements. There was one time where we had a plethora of announcements (laughs) one week after the next after the next. Uh, Since then, we've gone back to some kind of normality in our life and dealt with so much more topics of agenda in that time. That phrase is never going to go away, is it? So um, (laughs) the first special announcement... Cast your minds back all the way. I think it must be about three, four months ago now. We were talking about the fact that we were going to be on BBC Six Music. That's how long ago I made that announcement. But on the same show, I also said that Newcastle Spice FM had commissioned us a one-off show on their station, much to the delight of Jojo B. Yes, my old stomping ground. Local Newcastle resident Jojo B. So tell us a little bit about Spice Show, Juby. So Spice FM are a community radio station. Um, and they kind of, it started off as just being an Asian radio station. Mm-hmm. But actually they work with all of the local um, ethnic minority groups. Good, good. Um, and there's lots of different shows now. There's Arabic shows and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they kind of cover the whole gamut. Gamut, yes. Um, and I used to work for them. Yes, you did. I was the uh, co-host on The Breakfast Show for about a year. Big up. And uh, it was some of the best times. Big up. I loved it. I love everything they do. They get very, very heavy, heavily involved in the community. Yes. They do their bit. And um, yeah, and so we got asked if we would do a show for them. Yes, we did. Because we did mention on the first couple of shows of your past on uh, Spice FM mm-hmm. and how much you were itching to get back onto radio eventually one day. Yeah. And we got commissioned a one-off show, which we took delightfully with both hands. And then never did. And then never did. We haven't been back to Newcastle for ages, that's why. That is also a very, very fair point. Uh, Justifiably so, because it's Newcastle. And summer here was absolutely awesome. Um, And so why would I want to go anywhere else, to be fair? But either way, we are going to Newcastle next week. Jojo B, back home. So not only is Jojo B going to go back home, but we are also going to record our next Native Immigrants podcast in Newcastle in conjunction 
with Spice FM. Yeah, we are. So we're going to record the show. We don't know when it's going to air. It may even be live. Yes. It may be recorded. Yes. But that's up to us to decide once we get there and speak to the chaps at Spice FM and see what's the best way to take this forward. Uh-huh. Um, so if it is live, we're still going to put this show out in our next podcast. And if it's pre-recorded, we're still going to put the show out next week on our podcast. Yes, we are. So it's a win-win situation for all of our amazing listeners. Um, what are we going to talk about? We could talk about Newcastle. We could talk about your time at Newcastle. Yeah. We can talk about how rubbish Newcastle are as a football team. No. We can talk about how Newcastle has no real relevance in UK society. We can talk about that guy from the radio who said that the only reason that Newcastle gets such a big turnout at the football matches is because there's nothing else to do. Well, see, well, he is an ignorant bastard hmm? and he hasn't got a clue about Newcastle. But we can rant about that later. A lot of people would agree, to be fair. A lot of people who haven't been to Newcastle haven't got a clue about the whole city. I've yes. been to Newcastle. You've been to my mum and dad's house? Yes. Lovely you haven't place. Seen, you haven't seen Newcastle yet. Well, when you've seen one house, you've seen them all. Um, but we are going to go to Newcastle and this will be our first location recording. Yeah. You know, it'll be almost like we're going abroad and recording a show. Native immigrants on tour. On tour, <laughs> indeed. We should get those kind of t-shirts, you know, like with native immigrants with like a massive on tour, you know. Because that, that's what Newcastle's about. It's about stag do's and hen do's and getting lashed and stuff. So... Do you know. know what that is? That's a bunch of Londoners who are like, where can we get cheap booze? Mm. And then they go to Newcastle and wreck it and then come back and go, Newcastle shithole. And then I'm like, well, it's because you're there. Okay, it wasn't I, a shithole before you lot turned up. I take it back then. Newcastle is not a horrible, terrible place because it's cheap booze. So <laughs> <laughs> look out for our show on location in Newcastle in conjunction with Spice FM. Uh, for Northeast listeners, you might even be able to hear us live on the radio, but follow us on our social media platforms for us to tell you when that show will actually go out on air. And if it's being recorded, then we'll also tell you when that show is going to go out on air. What we're trying to say is follow us at, at Nimmigrants on Twitter, the Native Immigrants on all other platforms, and at Nimmigrants also on Instagram for all up-to-date information. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was the first special announcement, Jojo B. This is uh, probably not as significant or probably not as massive uh, for, you know, our listeners. Uh, for us, it might be slightly, you know, significant. Uh-huh. It might be slightly life-changing. Potentially. You know, exciting, um, yeah. daunting, mm, yes. terrifying. Uh-huh. What's happening, Jojo V? Well, there's going to be an addition to the Native Immigrants family. There is going to be an addition. And we're not bringing in another guest. This person probably not going to be able to speak for <laughs> at least two, three years. We're having a baby. We are indeed having the native immigrants baby now this is like a massive step for us and we pondered for a long time about when to to share this basically with our listeners and even if we was we should share it anyway um and really when this when we originally found out that we were going to have a child 
Um, this was quite early on in the time when we put the podcast out in the first place. And so, you know, ideally in a world, I was thinking, there's, you know, we don't necessarily have to share this. This is our special thing. This is our special moment. And, you know, I'm not one to, you know, share all my intimate personal details out on social media and especially something like this podcast and also we're asian and so obviously there's all that superstition of you don't talk about these things exactly you know you don't amongst your unless it's your immediate closest circles um you know you try not to share this much information and to be honest it's it's still something that's you know very scary to even comprehend let alone talk about like this or you know on a, such a prominent platform like our podcast it is really scary saying it out loud even though there's literally no denying it now there isn't you if know you see me there's no denying it absolutely not we have carefully doctored all images to, <laughs> from from you know the uh the rib cage up for jojo p <laughs> to try not to share this out too much uh on our social media platforms and images on instagram etc um but one of the main reasons that we wanted to talk about it now and and actually mention it um, because we are going to be due before the end of the year. Yes. You know, so we've still got a few shows between now and then. Yes, we're having a 2018 baby. Yes, we are indeed. And the reasons for the reasons for us talking about it and discussing it is because primarily Jojo B hasn't really had an easy time of it the last few months. No. I'm sure you've noticed that I've mentioned doctors and illness and hospital trips um, and hospital stays a number of, a number of times. Um, and we've had to miss shows here and there yep. because of it as well. Um, and I think this is something that we'll probably cover on another show in more depth. In more detail, absolutely. Um, but it hasn't been an easy pregnancy so mm -hmm. far. Um, and we wanted to let people know that, you know what, it's not all sweetness and light. No, absolutely not. Um, everyone's experiences are very, very different. Um, a lot of our friends have also had babies, um, I wouldn't say at the same time, but within the space of the last year, there's been people popping left, right. So there's been babies popping out left, right and center. 2018 seems to have been the year of babies. Seriously, you know, like, you know, 2017 must have been the year of love <laughs> because everyone seems to be popping out their kids this year. Um, you know, so it's been great to hear lots of, feedback and lots of um you know varied experiences from a lot of people but what's very noticeable is how different everyone's situation has been you know and uh, we've had some cases where there's been absolutely no problems throughout the pregnancy and it's just been plain sailing and they've had a real healthy amazing baby at the end of it um on the other end of the spectrum unfortunately are people like us um who've not necessarily had it as easy um, and it's been fairly difficult and there's been a lot of times where we've been in and out of hospital. Jojo B has, has had to stay at days on end at some times. Um, like I said, it's a reason for us having to miss shows during this time. And, you know, we still endeavor to try to get the shows out on a weekly basis, somehow manage to do it uh, all this time. Um, but, you know, who's to say going forward how things are going to develop? I like to think that we can still carry on doing this. Yeah, as we much might as have possible. to take a little bit of a maternity paternity break. Yes, yes, indeed, over the Christmas period. Yes, um, but uh, we will be back. And even if we do, we'll put out like a even a ten minute show to say what's been happening with us, and just to keep just to touch base with our people, just to touch base with our followers. You, you know, know, our screaming child might be in the background. 
because competing what, with the screaming child downstairs. Well, exactly. This is one thing that we're very happy about is oh. the fact that we can now outscream Miku downstairs, who's still been getting on our tits for the last couple of months. Um, so yeah, revenge. it will be a clash of the screamers. But what it also does is it adds another dynamic to this show, um, something that you know we we don't hear about too much, especially within our communities. You know, is pregnancy. And, you know, how our communities deal with pregnancy and also, you know, a lot of the, I guess, things that people just brush under the carpet and try not to discuss. And I don't think that's just an Asian thing. I think that's just a societal thing hmm. that, you know, the, the the whole kind of, oh, but you can carry on working until the day you drop yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of attitude or the, the kind of uh, story that gets sent around and you, when you can't do that. It makes you feel bad. Yeah. And uh, as I said, when we go into more depth about this, we'll talk about that and we'll discuss the fact that there should be no guilt if you're not feeling very well. Exactly. Um, and it happens and it's not it's not uncommon. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just have to Google stuff and you find out that yeah, exactly. there's a whole world out there of women who are going through the same things. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I just wanted to say, if you are having a hard time with the pregnancy at the moment... I'm right there with you. Yeah, absolutely. And it's all right. Yeah. And it's 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 crazy how, you know, we've we've learned so much terminology in the last 3 or 4 months, words that we'd never have come across before, you know, yes. and and cases of which are very similar to ours and you know, having a difficult pregnancy is not necessarily unusual, but it's it is becoming more and more common. Um I don't know whether it's just our generation because you you know, we we spoke about this before, our parents talked about pregnancies and they were like oh no, you know, none of this happened with us the thing is is that they say that and their mom's like oh yeah i had to be induced with you because um and you came early because i had high blood pressure now that these days that's called preeclampsia yeah, yeah yeah and that's a condition that is taken very seriously and that you know like women have to be monitored my mom had that and didn't have a clue she was like oh just, my blood pressure was a bit high yeah 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 so i think that there's just a lot more awareness now mm. and a lot more education amongst uh, mothers to be as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and now, obviously, there's you know, there's obviously been advances in medicine, and you know, like technology has kind of moved forward. Um, but the you know the the practice of pregnancy and you know labor hasn't changed. It's still no, the same. That's uh, you know that's millennia old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's from the dawn of time, surely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so really, it's you know it's still a process that is. Has never got one straight formula to it. Everyone's experiences is different, you know. But you know, I think over the course of our shows between now and when baby's due, you know, we will discuss the things that have been happening and, um, you know, how difficult it has been. Um, and we want people to share their experiences with us as well because this is a platform for us to tell people how how it's been for us, you know, and how how crazy it's been and why is these things happening? Why is it like this? Um, you know, but you know, it's you. You know, your the cards you get dealt in life. You kind of take them on and move forward and try to persevere and and push right to the end to make sure that there's a smooth, easy labor at the end of it. And you know, it is you know the whole term a marathon, not a sprint. But you know, this has been a grueling marathon for us, uh, one that we've kind of suffered at times on, and it's been very very difficult. But we're still here. We're still chugging away. And we're still able to put out shows in between them because it, this almost became a sense of escape for us as well. 
from things that are happening in our everyday life. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just um, there was times when I didn't get out of the house for weeks. Yeah. And so to actually do the podcast was a nice change for me. You know, otherwise I was just sitting here on my own while you're at work. Yeah. Um, zombified in front of the TV because yes. I couldn't do anything else. So it's quite nice to be able to chat even if i didn't sound like i had much energy on those shows yeah exactly exactly but the whole point of this podcast was to kind of give you an idea of what it's like to be a british asian couple yes um you know like newly married ish <laughs> four years hardly well you know like we're still kind of we're still at the beginning stages we're not exactly 25 years in yeah so we're still at the beginning stages of our marriage and you know this is the next stage for us this was we you know we got married bought a property this is the next stage for us yes and it's happened and um hasn't been quite as plain sailing no and everybody has a different story as you said yeah some people have easy pregnancy difficult birth some people have difficult pregnancies easy births mm. i we'll don't know i get. don't know what we will have difficult pregnancy difficult birth who knows whatever you know yeah. like there's a lot there's a lot of fear yes um but you you just kind of have to push on through push on through well, quite literally. literally push on through yeah <laughs> It is a blessing and it, it, we are absolutely. happy. We have sounded like it's been doom and gloom. No, but absolutely we are, not. We are very happy. It's just been um, not as plain sailing as we would have liked, that's all. No, absolutely not. Um, uh, and just touching on from something that we spoke about on our, um, our last show about abortions uh, within the British Asian community and, you know, the whole premise of why girls aren't valued within our community you know, and there's a big onus on baby boys. And, you know, there's still, unfortunately, such a sad state of so many baby girls being terminated, you know, and it's a, such a sad reflection on our community as a whole. And with with me and Jojo B, we decided that we did not want to find out the sex of this child because it didn't matter to us, no, you know. It doesn't it, matter. It doesn't matter to us at all, because if there's anything that we advocate more than anything else, on specifically on this show, because of the fact that there's the two of us actually hosting it, uh, is equality, you know. There is no real difference in male or female, and it shouldn't matter what baby you have. You know, you love it for what it is rather than anything else. You know, male or female makes absolutely no difference to us. It's all about healthy and happy and, you know, not pissing on our face when we change it in the middle of the night. Ideally. You know, um, you know, it's something that we both feel very strongly about. And so when the opportunity came to find out the sex of the child, we decided that, you know what, this is the only real natural surprise we have left in this world. In these days of technology and everything being available to you on a plate, it's the one thing that we really have no say over. So, if anything, we jumped at the opportunity to not find out what our child was going to be. Absolutely. And I, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait it's to find be... out. I just want us to get through it. Yes. I want to stay alive. Yes. I want my baby to stay alive. Yeah, I want you to not, like, you know, have Panic. a heart attack. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. With all the all the blood that's going to be going on, um, and I want us to be all happy and healthy at the end of it, and then you know, my baby will be my baby, boy yes, or indeed. girl. Yes, well, exactly, boy or girl. Um, but that doesn't mean that we're not still going to talk about the things that we talk about every week on our podcast. You know, this is just another thing that we'll mention and discuss. Um, as we do everything else in our day-to-day -day life. Yeah, we're not going to become those boring people that only talk about their child. Absolutely or, not. You know, the fact that they're pregnant because 
we've tried to avoid doing that so far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, we will try and maintain that going forward as well. We will not try to maintain that. We will maintain that because, you know, if you want a podcast about a British Asian couple uh, being pregnant and raising the child, this is not that podcast because we cover air tang. So it will be something we discuss together with current affairs, together with hot topics of agenda. But it is what we are about. And this is going to be a massive, massive change for us. And we want to share that with our amazing listenership and our amazing followers. And we're not going to post this up on our social media links and our, you know, our personal profile pages. This is specifically just for you people. So, you know, keep this to yourselves, basically, as much, <laughs> as, much as you can. Um, but I just feel, you know, it's almost a little bit of a thank you also um, for continually listening to our show. There's been weeks where we haven't been able to do it. And there's been times where it's been so difficult and draining for Jojo B to even sit upright, let alone uh, get onto a microphone and talk. And she's still been able to do it just to keep this podcast going because it means so much to us. And the things that we talk about mean so much to us. They're very important topics and things that we feel very strongly about. This is going to be an addition to that. And it just encompasses everything that we are and what we're about. Absolutely. And I, like I said, we'll, we'll, we will do a show about the difficulties that we've had because I think that that's really important to highlight. Yes. Um, the various different things that have happened to us. Yep. Um, and, you know, we'll try and get some some involvement from people, other people we know yes. who've also had difficult, other difficulties through their pregnancy. Yep. So we can just educate because if you are going through something and you don't recognise something as being normal, for example... I thought the things that were happening to me were normal things that I just wasn't able to handle. Hmm. Not unusual things that shouldn't be happening. Yeah, absolutely. And then when I spoke to my doctor about it, you know, it got to a point where I couldn't handle things. My doctor was like, you should have come to me earlier. What is this about? Yeah. <laughs> but you don't know until you have to know. Yeah. And plus all the books in the world aren't going to make a doddle of difference, basically, to actual things that are happening in your life. You know, so it could tell you this is what should happen. This is what will happen. This is what you'll go through. None of that was at all relevant to our situation and what was yeah. happening with us. Everyone's individual. Everyone has an individual experience. Um, but don't think that you're the only person that's ever been through it. Yeah. Because there will be other people out there who have gone through it. So when we do that show, yeah. I will discuss more about the things that I've I've had to deal with, the condition that I've got. Mm -hmm. And then we can, you know, start a discussion. Start a discussion, exactly. Make it more open. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because if you two are going through um, similar issues and similar problems that we've had, you know, share it with us. Let's discuss these things. And the last thing you want to hear from somebody when you're going through a shitty time is, oh, well, I was okay, though. Yeah, oh, God. I, I you know, my, my, I was fine. My My pregnancy was fine. Yeah. Which is exactly what my mom said to me. So, <laughs> exactly. you know, like that's it's not it's not really what you want to hear at the time. I don't want to hear that my mom suffered obviously, but I also don't want to be hearing, "Oh, you're just really shit at being pregnant." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Basically, um because that's how it can end up feeling. No, absolutely. So don't feel like that. No, you're, you're never not, alone. You're not shit at being pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> shit at being pregnant. Also. But that's how I felt. Genuinely, yeah. that's how I've been feeling. And as I said, we will discuss this in a couple of weeks time in a lot more depth. Yeah, exactly. We'll touch it on all the shows going forward now up until birth 
Uh, but we do want to say a massive thank you to the NHS uh, for looking after us uh, for so many occasions over the last six or seven months. Absolutely. It's been such a difficult ride. And, you know, we've been kind of pulling our hair out on numerous occasions, me or my beard, obviously. <laughs> um, you know, but, you know, they're so stretched at the moment, but yet they still do everything they can to ensure that we had a, a smooth and easy stay at these hospitals and yeah. constantly looked after you. Just, yeah, can't praise them enough for the times the, you the were GPs there. GPs who sat and listened to me um, and been really kind of on the ball, um, the hospital staff, mm -hmm. the nurses who've just sat and had a chat with me when I felt really shit. Yeah. Um, all of those things, they, they matter and they really, and you know, being listened to matters. Yeah, and, absolutely. And that's what they did. They, they're really busy. They're really overworked. They're really stretched. Mm -hmm. Their resources don't go very far and yet they will do everything they can to make sure that you're looked after properly. And I have been very well looked after by them. Absolutely. Thank you very you know, much. Thank you so, so much. Um, you know, the unsung heroes of UK society. Well, we have come to the end of this week's episode of the Native Immigrants podcast. We will be talking in more detail about this massive bombshell um <laughs> you know on future shows but uh next week we will be coming from newcastle in our next show so make sure you listen out for that but lastly we'd like to dedicate this show to the memory of natasha sandu who was the wife of uh, my friend and fellow artist urjun um they've been together for such a long time i've worked with urjun a number of tracks and she'd been with him in the whole journey of his musical career and they got married earlier on this year and she sadly very very tragically passed away this past week which has come as a massive shock to so many people myself included all my thoughts and all my prayers are with Arjun at this such difficult time and of course to his family and also the Sandu family our condolences to all of you and to all the countless lives that she touched during her time that's the end of this week's episode of the Native Immigrants Podcast. I'm Swami Barakas. And I'm Jojo B. And we'll see you all again next week, people. Peace. See ya.